Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 58. Today's episode is entitled, Listen to God. And the reality is that we all listen to people, others in our lives, and whatever we listen to and whoever we listen to most will actually have the greatest impact on our lives. And so all our passages today are showing us why it's so important to listen to God because he is the one who should have the greatest impact on our lives. And when he does, our lives are what they are meant to be in ways that are truly good and truly honoring to him. So let's begin with Deuteronomy chapter 14. You are children of the Lord your God. Do not cut yourselves or shave your forehead bald for the sake of the dead. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. He has chosen you to be his people, prized above all others on the face of the earth. You must not eat any forbidden thing. These are the animals you may eat. The ox, the sheep, the goat, the ibex, the gazelle, the deer, the wild goat, the antelope, the wild oryx, and the mountain sheep. You may eat any animal that has hooves divided into two parts and that chews the cud. However, you may not eat the following animals among those that chew the cud or those that have divided hooves. The camel, the hare, and the rock badger. Although they chew the cud, they do not have divided hooves and are therefore richly impure to you. Also, the pig is richly impure to you. Though it has divided hooves, it does not chew the cud. You may not eat their meat or even touch their remains. These you may eat from among water creatures. Anything with fins and scales you may eat. But whatever does not have fins and scales, you may not eat it. It is richly impure to you. All richly clean birds you may eat. These are the ones you may not eat. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the black kite, the dia, and after its species. Every raven after its species, the ostrich, the owl, the seagull, the falcon after its species, the little owl, the long-eared owl, the white owl, the jackdaw, the carrion vulture, the cormorant, the stork, the heron after its species, the hoopie, and the bat. And any swarming winged thing is impure to you. They may not be eaten. You may eat any winged creature that is clean. You may not eat any corpse, though you may give it to the resident foreigner who is living with you in your villages, and he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. Do not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. You must be certain to tithe all the produce of your seed that comes from your field year after year. In the presence of the Lord your God, in the place he chooses to locate his name, you must eat from the tithe of your grain, your new wine, your olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. When he blesses you, if the place where he chooses to locate his name is distant, you may convert the tithe into money, secure the money, and travel to the place the Lord your God chooses for himself. Then you may spend the money however you wish for cattle, sheep, wine, beer, or whatever you desire. You and your household may eat it there in the presence of the Lord your God and enjoy it. As for the Levites in your villages, you must not ignore them, for they have no allotment or inheritance along with you. At the end of every three years, you must bring all the tithe of your produce in that very year, and you must store it up in your villages. Then the Levites, because they have no allotment or inheritance with you, The resident foreigners, the orphans, and the widows of your villages may come and eat their fill, so that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work you do. At the end of every seven years, you must declare a cancellation of debts. This is the nature of the cancellation. 
Every creditor must remit what he has loaned to another person. He must not force payment from his fellow Israelite, for it is to be recognized as the Lord's cancellation of debts. You may exact payment from a foreigner, but whatever your fellow Israelite owes you, you must remit. However, there should be not any poor among you, for the Lord will surely bless you in the land he is giving you as an inheritance, if you carefully obey him by keeping all these commandments that I am giving you today. For the Lord your God will bless you just as he promised. You will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow from any. And you will rule over many nations, but you will not be ruled over. If any fellow Israelite from one of your villages in the land that the Lord your God is giving you should be poor, you must not harden your heart or be insensitive to his impoverished condition. Instead, you must be sure to open your hand to him and generously lend him whatever he needs. Be careful lest you entertain the wicked thought that the seventh year, the year of cancellation of debts, has almost arrived, and your attitude be wrong toward your impoverished fellow Israelite, and you do not lend him anything. He will cry out to the Lord against you, and you will be regarded as having sinned. You must by all means lend to him and not be upset by doing it. For because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you attempt. There will never cease to be some poor in the land. Therefore, I am commanding you to make sure that you open your hand to your fellow Israelites who are needy and poor in your land. If your fellow Hebrew, whether male or female, is sold to you and serves you for six years, then in the seventh year you must let the servant go free. If you set them free, you must not send them away empty-handed. You must supply them generously from your flock, your threshing floor, and your winepress. As the Lord your God has blessed you, you must give to them. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I am commanding you to do this thing today. However, if the servant says to you, I do not want to leave you, because he loves you and your household, since he is well off with you, you shall take an awl and pierce a hole through his ear to the door. Then he will become your servant permanently. This applies to your female servants as well. You should not consider it difficult to let him go free, for he has served you for six years, twice the time of a hired worker. The Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. You must set apart for the Lord your God every firstborn male born to your herds and flocks. You must not work the firstborn of your bulls or shear the firstborn of your flocks. You and your household must eat them annually before the Lord your God in the place he chooses. If one of them has any kind of blemish, lameness, blindness, or anything else, you may not offer it as a sacrifice to the Lord your God. You may eat it in your villages, whether you are richly impure or clean, just as you would a gazelle or an ibex. However, you must not eat its blood. You must pour it on the ground like water. Observe the month of Abib, and keep the Passover to the Lord your God. For in that month he brought you up out of the land of Egypt by night. You must sacrifice the Passover animal from the flock or the herd to the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to locate his name. You must not eat any yeast with it. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast, as symbolic of affliction, for you came out of Egypt hurriedly. You must do this so that you will remember for the rest of your lives the day you came out of the land of Egypt. There you must not be a scr- there must not be a scrap of yeast within the land for seven days, nor can any of your meat you sacrifice on the evening of the first day remain until the next morning. You may not sacrifice the Passover in just any of your villages that the Lord your God has given you, but you must sacrifice it in the evening in the place where he chooses to locate his name, at sunset, at the time of day when you came out of Egypt. You must cook and eat it in the place the Lord your God chooses. You may return the next morning to your tents. You must eat bread made without yeast for six days. The seventh day you are to hold an assembly for the Lord your God. You must not do any work on that day. You must count seven weeks. You must begin to count them from the time you begin harvest to the standing grain. 
Then you are to celebrate the Feast of Weeks before the Lord your God with voluntary offering that, will, that you will bring in proportion to how he has blessed you. You shall rejoice before him, you, your son, your daughter, your male and female slaves, the Levites in your villages, the resident foreigners, the orphans, and the widows among you, in the place where the Lord your God chooses to locate his name. Furthermore, remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and so be careful to observe these statutes. You must celebrate the Feast of Shelters for seven days, at the time of your grain and grape harvest. You are to rejoice in your festival, you, your son, your daughter, your male and female slaves, the Levites, the resident foreigners, the orphans, and the widows who are in your villages. You are to celebrate the festival seven days before the Lord your God in the place he chooses, for he will bless you in all your productivity and whatever you do, so you will indeed rejoice. Three times a year, all your males must appear before the Lord your God in the place he chooses for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Shelters, and they must not appear before me empty-handed. Every one of the you must give as you are able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, as he has given you. You must appoint judges and civil servants for each tribe in all your villages that the Lord your God is giving you, and you must judge the people fairly. You must not pervert justice or show favor. Do not take a bribe, for bribes blind the eyes of the wise and distort the words of the righteous. You must pursue justice alone, so that you may live and inherit the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not plant any kind of tree as a sacred Asherah pole near the altar of the Lord your God, which you build for yourselves. You must not erect a sacred pillar, a thing the Lord your God detests. You must not sacrifice to him a bull or a sheep that is blemished or any other defect, because that is considered offensive to the Lord your God. Suppose a man or a woman is discovered among you in one of your villages that the Lord your God is giving you, who sins before the Lord your God and breaks his covenant. By serving other gods and worshiping them, the sun, the moon, and other heavenly bodies that I have permitted you, not permitted you to worship. When it is reported to you and you hear about it, you must investigate it carefully. If it is indeed true that such a disgraceful thing is being done in Israel, you must bring to your city gates that man or woman who has done this wicked thing, that very man or woman. You must stone that person to death. At the testimony of two or three witnesses, the person must be executed. They cannot be put to death on a testimony of only one witness. The witnesses must be first to begin the execution, and then all the people are to join in afterward. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. If a matter is too difficult for you to, be, to judge, bloodshed, legal claim, or assault, matters of controversy in your villages, you must leave there and go up to the place the Lord your God chooses. You will go to the Levitical priests and, ju and the judge in office in those days and seek a resolution. They will render a verdict. You must then do as they have determined at that place the Lord chooses. Be careful to do just as you are taught. You must do what you are instructed and the verdict they pronounce to you without fail. Do not deviate right or left from what they tell you. The person who pays no attention to the priest currently serving the Lord your God there or to the judge, that person must die so that you may purge evil from Israel. Then all the people will hear and be afraid and not be so presumptuous again. When you come to the land the Lord your God is giving you and take it over and live in it and then say, I will select a king like all the nations surrounding me. You must select without fail a king whom the Lord your God chooses. From among you, your fellow citizens, you must appoint a king. You may not designate a foreigner who is not one of your fellow Israelites. Moreover, he must not accumulate horses for himself or allow the people to return to Egypt to do so. For the Lord has said, you must never again return that way. Furthermore, he must not marry many wives lest his affections turn aside and he must not accumulate much silver or gold when he sits on his royal throne he must make a copy of this law on a scroll given to him by the levitical priests 
It must be with him constantly, and he must read it as long as he lives, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and observe all the words of this law and the statutes and carry them out. Then he will not exalt himself above his fellow citizens or turn from the commandments to the right or the left, and he and his descendants will enjoy many years ruling over his kingdom in Israel. The Levitical priests, indeed the entire tribe of Levi, will have no allotment or inheritance with, the, with Israel. They may eat the burnt offerings of the Lord of his and of his inheritance. They will have no inheritance in the midst of their fellow Israelites. The Lord alone is their inheritance, just as he told them. This shall be the priest's fair allotment from the people who offer sacrifices, whether bull or sheep. They must give to the priest the shoulder, the jowls, and the stomach. You must give them the best of your grain, new wine, and olive oil, as well as the best of your wool when you shear your flocks. For the Lord your God has chosen them and their sons from all of your tribes to stand and serve in his name permanently. Suppose a Levite comes by his own free will from one of your towns, from one of your villages, from any part of the Israel where he is living to the place the Lord chooses, and serves in the name of the Lord his God, like his fellow Levites who stand there before the Lord. He must eat the same share they do, despite any profits he may gain from the sale of his family's inheritance. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, you must not learn the, the abhorrent practices of those nations. There must never be found among you anyone who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, anyone who practices divination, an omen reader or a soothsayer, a sorcerer, one who casts spells, one who conjures up spirits, a practitioner of the occult, or a necromancer. Whoever does these things is abhorrent to the Lord, and because of these detestable things, the Lord your God is about to drive them out before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Those nations that you are about to dispossess listen to omen readers and diviners, but the Lord your God has not given you permission to do such things. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. This accords with what happened at Horeb in the day of the assembly. You asked the Lord your God, Please do not make us hear your, the voice of the Lord your God any more or see his great fire any more lest we die. Then the Lord said to me, What they have said is good. I will raise up a prophet like you for them from among their fellow Israelites. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them whatever I command. I will personally hold responsible anyone who pays no attention to the words that prophet speaks in my name. But if any prophet presumes to speak anything in my name that I have not authorized him to speak or speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must die. Now if you say to yourselves, How can we tell that a message is not from the Lord? Whenever a prophet speaks in my name and the prediction is not fulfilled, then I have not spoken it. The prophet has presumed to speak it, so you need not fear him. And so over and over again in in this passage from Deuteronomy, God is saying you need to listen to him, listen to him. Don't listen to other gods, don't listen to other prophets, just listen to him. And we'll see more of this in a moment. Psalm 5 For the music director to be accompanied by wind instruments, a psalm of David. Listen to what I say, Lord. Carefully consider my complaint. Pay attention to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I am praying to you. Lord, in the morning you will hear me. In the morning I will present my case to you and then wait expectantly for an answer. Certainly you are not a God who approves of evil. Evil people cannot dwell with you. Arrogant people cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who behave wickedly. You destroy liars. The Lord despises violent and deceitful people. But as for me, because of your great faithfulness, I will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple as I worship you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness. 
because of those who wait to ambush me. Remove the obstacles in the way in which you are guiding me, for they do not speak the truth. Their stomachs are like the place of destruction, their throats like an open grave, their tongues like a steep slope leading into it. Condemn them, O God. May their own schemes be their downfall. Drive them away because of their many acts of insurrection, for they have rebelled against you. But may all who take shelter in you be happy. May they continually shout for joy. Shelter them so that those who are loyal to you may rejoice. Certainly you will reward the godly, Lord. Like a shield, you protect them in your good favor. And we conclude today with Luke chapter 9. After Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no bag, no staff, no bread, no money, and do not take an extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave the area. Wherever they do not receive you, as you leave that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Then they departed and went throughout the villages, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about everything that was happening, and he was thoroughly perplexed because some people were saying that John had been raised from the dead, while others were saying that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had risen. Herod said, I had John beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? So Herod wanted to learn about Jesus. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then he took some of them with him, and they withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. But when the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Now the day began to draw to a close, so the twelve came to him and said to Jesus, Send the crowd away, so they can go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and food, because we are in an isolated place. But Jesus said to them, You give them something to eat. They replied, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. Now about five thousand men were there. Then he said to the disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. So they did as Jesus directed, and the people all sat down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. He gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied, and what was left over was picked up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. Once, when Jesus was praying by himself and his disciples were nearby, he asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has risen. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, The Christ of God. But he forcefully commanded them not to tell this to anyone, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and experts of the law, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to them all, If anyone wants to become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me will save it. For what does it benefit a person if he gains the whole world but loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But I tell you, most certainly, there are some standing here who will not experience death before they see the kingdom of God. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed and his clothes became very bright, a brilliant white. Then two men, Moses and Elijah, began talking with him. 
they appeared in glorious splendor and spoke about his departure that he was about to carry out at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those with him were quite sleepy, but as they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. Then as the men were starting to leave, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he was saying. As he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, uh, shadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. So they kept silent and told no one at that time anything of what they had seen. Now on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. Then a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I begged you to look. I beg you to look at my son. He is all my only child. A spirit seizes him, and he suddenly screams. It throws him into convulsions and causes him to foam at the mouth. It hardly ever leaves him alone, torturing him severely. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. Jesus answered, "You unbelieving and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and endure you? Bring your son here." As the boy was approaching, the demon threw him to the ground and shook him with convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. Then they were all astonished at the mighty power of God. But while the entire crowd was amazed at everything Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Take these words to heart, for the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. But they did not understand this this statement. Its meaning had been concealed from them, so that they could not grasp it. Yet they were afraid to ask him about this statement. Now an argument started among the disciples as to which of them might be the greatest. But when Jesus discerned their innermost thoughts, he took a child, had him stand by his side, and said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the one who is least among you all is the one who is great. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he is not a disciple along with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. Now when the days drew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set out resolutely to go to Jerusalem. He sent messengers on ahead of him. As they went along, they entered the Samaritan village to make things ready in advance for him. But the villagers refused to welcome him because he was determined to go to Jerusalem. Now when his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. And they went on their way to another village. And as they were walking along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have dens and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Jesus said to another, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say goodbye to my family. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So we have Jesus again showing his incredible power and love and why we should listen to him. And especially, I hope that that really stood out for you as you read through it, where God through the cloud speaking to the disciples when Moses and Elijah showed up for the special appearance of Jesus in that way that God says to them, listen to Jesus. And that's such a good thing for us to remember and think about today. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. 
The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 